Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. We've all felt the incremental gathering of tiredness at some point or another. It's not a running thing, it's a life thing. If you're a parent, you definitely know what accumulated fatigue is. But literally everyone you know is creating a little bank account of sleep, rest and recovery debt that we hope to balance off either on the weekend, on that holiday or whenever there is time, those famous words. Today on Irishman Running Abroad with the Irish Athletics legend Sonia O'Sullivan, as always, we will look at the dangers of running yourself into the red and a theory as to how you can use accumulated fatigue to your benefit. Yeah, that's right. Today on the podcast, we might just figure out how to use being tired to help you run faster. Later on, of course, we'll have your questions and the now legendary Sonia's tip of the week. But Sonia, you're back in America now. And this is no coincidence that we're doing this episode. There is a reason we are looking at this topic this week, right? Yeah, it's been a bit of a, I suppose, busy time, you know, between the TV work around the Olympics and you know maintaining the running routine which you know it becomes part of your life so you have to no matter what you're doing and I suppose for me it's always a bit different every week is different than the one before so I'm always trying to manage you know my running around it and um, try to get it out of the way before you know you're up against the deadlines that you have to do and to, to be ready for so but yeah no I'm back here in in Oregon and we're here for the, the Prefontaine track meet. It's on next weekend. Excellent. And there's a lot of athletes came here direct from the Olympics, from Tokyo. They came in here. And um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was a little bit stressful getting here because at the moment the U.S. is not allowing people in who stop. are not citizens. Okay. Yeah, if you're not a citizen, then you need to have a good reason to be here. And you need to have a letter of exemption, which is not easy to get. But mm. I suppose a sports event is a special event and it's a kind of a, I suppose it's like, you know, the, the thing can't take place if the athletes aren't here. So they have to be allowed in for the meeting. And um, and then all the coaches and support staff and people involved have to be allowed in too. So you get this letter, but then when you go to the US immigration, they look at it like, well, what's this? And, you know, is this official enough? And... <laughs> Yeah, I was I was pulled into the I thought everything was going smoothly, you know, until I arrived in San Francisco and I was called in to the detention room and <laughs> never a good with a room. ninety minute layover. To, no, it's quite scary in there, you know, they say follow okay, follow me and there's no questions asked, you just follow and then you told to sit and wait and you kinda of say, Well what if I have a connection in about an hour and they mm. say, Well, they'll they'll just book you on another flight. Yeah. You're thinking, uh, this this day is long enough already. I don't need this now. <laughs> yeah, and it's stressful, like you say. Uh, I mean, all of that has an impact, right, on what we're going to talk about, your accumulated fatigue. Because uh, I always think a journey of or flights when I used to take them, where it was just point A to point B, was so restful. But the second you introduced connections... Oh, it just made the journey so much more tiring because of the anxiety that came 
with uh, connecting and making that making that run to the next terminal. I don't know if you mm-hmm. watched the Mayo match, speaking of anxiety, but like I didn't go running today when I was meant to do my long run. And I'm convinced that it's because of Mayo <laughs> in Dublin. I don't know if any of the listeners can associate with this, but I just, I feel like I lived that game. <laughs> I felt like I played the match. What, what time What What time was the game on it? <laughs> The game was at six o'clock. And I mean, I, I I think that sometimes, like Sarah Pascoe wrote a great book called Animal. She's a friend of mine. She's a comedian. And Animal is a book that she wrote about the human animal, essentially. And it's a wonderful read, hilarious and brilliantly researched around things such as empathy uh, and how there's an empathy spectrum and people on one end of the empathy spectrum feel nothing and they would be sociopaths. Then there are people equally down the other end who feel the pain of other people. Now, I don't think I'm down that end of the spectrum. It's an actual medical problem that these people have. But I certainly took on a lot of the angst of the people of Mayo, including my (laughs) father-in-law and the house that I'm staying and I just felt wiped at the end of it, as I'd imagine Aidan O'Shea and the lads did today, even though they had the heads bet <laughs> off them and still came out with the win. But uh, I mean, I do think that when we get into incremental or, you know, this gathered fatigue, that is, or am I right in thinking that you need to take a wider view as to, well, why might I be feeling like this? And some of it mightn't just be physical. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it's the accumulation of what you've been doing and then all the other parts of your life that impact on that. And even though you, it, it's interesting because you had a bit of a quieter week last week. It was very easy running, hmm. not every day. And sometimes when you do that, you actually feel the tiredness even more yeah. than if you're kind of engaged and you have like a high level of activity that you have to do. It's like you raise your game when you know you have to meet different challenges. But when you're told to, okay, take it easy this week, relax, mm. then it's actually harder harder to do things easier than it is to do things hard. <laughs> so it's to try and work out why that is and to realize that it's okay. It's all a part of the body's kind of process of absorbing the training that you've already done and not questioning yourself about it all the time and you know worrying about it and thinking oh i must be so unfit Hmm. i I mean it's it's a really good point that i'm sure plenty of people will listening will relate to that it's like when you take the foot off the gas other stuff will fill the space nearly there's extra space for you to be focused on other things and suddenly those things that you're out of the habit of focusing on suddenly are the things drawing on your energy later on in the show Sonia's is actually going to go through my plan for this week which might be of interest to everybody it won't be just specifically about me because this is a plan that she's doing up to follow out of a down week so if you're listening to this going yeah i definitely am feeling a little bit of accumulated fatigue obviously i might need a down week my big question is getting back on the horse and 
making sure that you return to the same level of exertion that you were on so that it doesn't feel like I took a down week and everything went to shit. <laughs> My plan <laughs> went out the window, which is a big concern for people. So to start with, Sonia, maybe explain to people as simple as you can uh, what accumulated tiredness is for runners. Well, it's when you back up a few weeks of solid training together and like you had a bit of time off with your injury mm. and then we started back and we gradually got into it and then we got up to you know a pretty decent level of running you're running like four to five times a week and you know your your muscles are re-engaging with that and then you're running I think too when you travel and you go to different places you can be a bit more motivated and energized and you're excited about going for all these runs so you're always running at a higher level hmm. but eventually it catches up to you and you realize that you've just been going that little bit faster maybe you've been meeting with people and so your kind of energy all around not just the physical part but the mental part and engaging with other people it eventually you know it just wipes you out hmm. <laughs> and, and where's i think I, I felt that this week, like, you know, I think when you go to a new place, you feel like you've got to be busy all the time and you've got to be doing stuff all the time. And it's very hard to just kind of take a bit of a time out because you think, oh, no, I, I'm not I'm only here for a short amount of time. So I've got to do as much as I can and see as much as I can. And sometimes you have to kind of take a time out and say, no, I've just got to lie down and read a book here. <laughs> and, yeah. and I actually got to that point myself this week. And you know, when you start off early in the morning at eight o'clock and you go for your run and then you back that up with, you know, a bit of, you know, I suppose, supervising other people's training and getting involved with that. And it's, you know, that it's like doing another session again. You just become because you're so engaged in what you're doing and the time goes by so quickly. And before you know it, you know, it's two, three o'clock in the afternoon and you're thinking, I just got to stop here now and have time out. I've had enough. And, and have, have you gotten better think, at doing that? Because, uh, like, I, I mean, look, I feel like in my twenties, that was just something that I just I was a I just was a, allergic to it. That I just go, oh, you're mad. Like, oh, I'll rest when I'm dead or whatever was the attitude. <laughs> and uh, you kind of, I think that for for some people who are listening to this now. They'll be going, you know, it's easier said than done because you're thinking every time you think you're resting, you think you're wasting time for the stuff that should be getting done, that it's not going anywhere. The bits that you're going, right, I need a break now, but that stuff's not getting done in the meantime. Have you improved at understanding and getting better at, at just having that discipline? I, I might have improved at understanding and acknowledging it but not actually doing it but I still get myself in a hole and that's what it is you basically are digging this big hole for yourself and before you know it you're stuck and you're kind of thinking I, I got to get out of here now <laughs> and you're below ground you know the earth is up around your ears <laughs> yeah yeah dig up um and have you been in that situation uh, like have has that ever been like a problem like what I'm talking about the dangers here I guess what I'm trying to ask is what dangers does a person run if they don't recognize that they're digging that hole i think the, the 
time when it's most dangerous is when you're actually around other people and you can't tolerate things. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're by yourself, it's a bit better because you can kind of, you know what it takes to fix it. And you have no obligation to kind of be nice to people. You know, you just got to sort yourself out. Yeah. And it's a quick fix. Like, I had to do it today. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, you got a sharp message off me at one time. <laughs> you, asked me a, you asked me a question. And I thought, no, I've got to eat. <laughs> I, was, I was getting to the hangry point there. <laughs> I'm trying to think what, which it, was the sharp message. I didn't pick up on it at all. <laughs> <laughs> that oblivious. It's a. I kind of maybe I don't do it that badly, but in my mind, it's kind of. I'm thinking, no, I've got to just be clear here that yeah, I, I need this extra time. Yeah, to reset myself, and I know once I can, you know, get myself because I was so hot and I just had to cool down, and I had to have something to eat, and you can visualize exactly what you're going to have to eat. Mm. You know, the special uh, hotel lunch. <laughs> <laughs> which normally which normally involves something like a wrap a bit of rocket um what else did i have to oh there was some avocado today and a bit of blue cheese and, and you had the food on and your mind that's, that's and, that, and that's what brought it about but i know what you mean that you can actually like look there when i when i was back in on 2007 i seemed to be filming a lot of like little comedy sketches for things and the fellas who shot these things understood that if they didn't bring an emergency lunchbox for me, the whole thing was fucked <laughs> because I would literally get so angry with everybody around me that I just couldn't, couldn't function. It was obviously some form of residual fatigue in there as well, because you shouldn't, that should be an alarm bell, right? Shouldn't it? That if you're getting that angry every time you need food. Yeah, that you're, you're not on top of it and you've kind of, I, I think what happens sometimes is that you can bring some snacks with you, but snacks only go so far. Yeah. And in, then, you know, then you need some real food. Mm. And that's the point where it kind of tips you over the edge, I think. Well, um, when, you know, you you really need like, you know, solid food to kind of like refuel yourself and get yourself back on an even keel again. Absolutely. Yeah. And you, you need to turn off the laptop that is you and you know, do a hard reset. I do want to say, though, that it should be pointed out that there can be more serious causes. And when I was going through the research for this, it occurred to me that we do need to put that caveat in here is that if you are feeling an unrelenting exhaustion, you know, that may be a sign of an underlying illness and you need to go and get that checked out. It could be anything from thyroid, heart disease, diabetes, it could be a lot of things, but you you should see a professional to get that looked at because feeling constantly tired might be just something that somebody really annoying in the office always complains about. But, you know, it, it needs to be looked into if nothing seems to help it, including more sleep. We mentioned the lifestyle related causes because some people that I, I, I've i known through the years who are like, I'm constantly tired. And you're like, the guys like smoking fags and drinking beers after work every day. <laughs> like, it, it's not rocket science to figure out you are hung over every single day. But uh, the thing I did, I wanted to ask is the first part of our questions. 
and that is and this is this has come in from sean county loud he didn't give a second name but this is what he says it's a really good question if i increase my mileage by 10 percent week to week as sonia has suggested is the right amount do i therefore need to increase my recovery time and at some point am i just going to run out of time which makes which makes a lot of sense a funny question but there's still a really good point in there that if your mileage is going up 10 percent, do you need to parallel the amount of time you're devoting to recovery with that well i think you know it's not a limitless increase of 10 percent. like you can't do that forever because mm. you know then you would run out of time you would you know <laughs> be exhausted so i think there has to be a cat you know you're going to increase it by 10 percent up to a certain point right and then when you get to that point so whether it's you know 60k or 70k or 90k in the week then you have to maintain that level for a little bit of time for a few weeks mm. and get good at it and then when you get really good at it then you you see the fitness improve dramatically um and that's when you then have to work out okay i need a a bit of a recovery week here now because I can't keep going at this rate forever. It's like anything, you know, the the rate that you're operating at, you know, it, it can only go at a high rate for so long. Like you have, like the revs are up there, you know, and you're mm. revving yourself the whole time that you need to pull back sometimes and then you get going again. So you get to a certain point, you plateau out a little bit. Then you have that recovery week and you absorb all this training that you've got. You allow your body to recover you you know so you do less but you eat the same amount so then you're refueling yourself at a higher rate and then then you get back into the the high level again and you know then the next time you go into it you don't have to incrementally build back up again you can jump back in okay and, and you know that's where, be our where, plan. where you left off and that's going to be our yeah, plan so for this week yeah but you know his question about recovery though like i actually put his question into Google, because it was like somebody else must have asked this question before. Sean isn't the only person in Loud and the world thinking this. And it does seem to come up that when you're gathering mileage, are you, you what would your advice be to people who are actively gathering and going, right, well, I am in training for this virtual marathon that's putting a new strain on them and that's going to accumulate fatigue that they previously didn't know about. They, they're now in a new realm of tiredness. If they're going, well, I need to devote some more of my focus on recovery. What would you recommend as kind of the extra that they could be doing in terms of recovery? Does that veer into taking up some yoga, getting a better bike, what would you say there? Well, I have a real good one, but it's my tip of the week. So I don't know. We'll have to do this, this early. <laughs> Look at the segue there from Sonia. Let's roll the jingle. <laughs> tip of the week. 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 It's Sonia's tip of the week. So the tip, of, the tip of the week is um, this week, it's to be kind to yourself and to have a sports massage. Like, I feel I'm definitely at the point right now where I need one. I haven't had one in, I couldn't tell you when the last time was. 
And I wonder, have you ever had a sports massage? Honestly, apart from, my next question you know, is going to be, what's a sports fixing, massage? Fix, <laughs> apart from fixing your injury, you know, that's only kind of, that's kind of spot pinpointing yeah, things. That's yeah. not a real proper one. Yeah, no, so Kieran did one. give it a little bit of a rub down, but I, like I've heard sports massage mentioned a bunch of times. I guess the image I had in my head was somebody in a tracksuit doing the massage rather than someone in a white jacket. Uh, what's <laughs> the difference between a massage and a sports massage? Let's straighten this one out. Hmm. Well, what's a massage then? What's in your, what well, do you consider a massage? Well, it's usually a tiny little lady from uh, the East uh, doing it. <laughs> and... Uh, She's ridiculously strong and you walk out feeling battered, but better. That's the norm now. And I'm not going to go into any kind of risque <laughs> areas. That's my normal. The last time massages were allowed and people ha didn't have to do massages using a rake. <laughs> I, I went to the one on Hatfield Road in the perfectly respectable massage. You can't call it a massage parlor. It's a massage facility. <laughs> <laughs> and she did a great job and absolutely battered the back off me and told me that I was too hunched over my desk. I, don't, I see sports massage advertised, but tell us what it what it is. Like, I don't I don't I don't I really don't understand it at all. Yeah, well, what what you described there sounds along the lines of sport massage. I, I suppose in a way it's maybe it's more focused on your legs okay. than your back, even though you, you know, you would have sports massage on your back as well, because everything is kind of connected. Mm. And the big difference, I suppose, between going for injury treatment to a specific area and then going for a sports massage, the sports massage is like it's an overall massage. So it what it does is it rubs out they basically rub out the tiredness and soreness in your muscles and where they're all linked in so it tries to regain the the balance in you and you know if you have one thing sore then it's probably caused by something else so then you try and work out the the root cause of why one side of you might be a bit more sore than the other so you go for the whole overall you know from the head to toe i wow. suppose this most, sounds You know, deadly. if you've got a good sports massage, they will go from your your neck and your back, and particularly your lower back, down into your glutes, your hamstrings, your quads, your calves, and your feet. And, you know, it sounds like that should take forever, but generally they're pretty efficient and they'll spend a certain amount of time on each area. And it'll take about an hour. Wow. Well, listen, let me ask you a couple of questions real quick on this, Anya, because there's two things that I'm scared of when I get advised to do things like this. Uh, number one is that when I first attend a new treatment like this, I don't know whether it's a good or a bad version of it with the first time I go. <laughs> right. Case in point, Tina gets advised to go and you need to see a, a, a chiropractor, or, which is, you know, a whole nother ballgame. But she told me that the fella who was wearing a bright pair of red jeans, which I said is a huge alarm bell, lay on top of her during <laughs> the, <laughs> the treatment. And I was like, that's not right. And I said, was it back to back or 
And she was like, no. He lay across her and said that that was part of the treatment. Now, I'm not expecting that that's going to happen at this sports massage. But, I mean, there's obviously going to be an acceptable level of discomfort that comes with a sports massage. Is this going to be sore like you described the Achilles uh, kind of towel biting level of pain? Am I going to, if I go and sign up for one of these, my question is, how sore is it going to be? And when should I say, hey, hey, that's too much? Well, I think if you've never had one before, then, yeah, you're definitely going to feel some sorenesses and they're going to find something. Because I think the, it, it's a bit like a, a a puzzle, I suppose, for the massage person is to find any sorenesses or like any little kind of things that may stand out, that may mm. indicate that there may be an injury coming down the track. So mm-hmm. they're in there and they're trying to work things out and find if anything feels a bit odd if there's any knots in there that need to be worked out. And so they're really, it's like they're looking for something. And then if they find something that's kind of not feeling so smooth and pliable as it should, then they're going to focus on that a little bit more and work on it a bit more to try and iron out any issues in there. And that's the thing is they're really just ironing out the sorenesses in your muscles. And I can definitely feel like I was running today and I was running around this grass field and it was hard work. But, you know, I had looked at my week and I needed about 15 kilometers to make it up to 60. And this is, you know, we'll often probably lots of people feel like this. You kind of think, okay, I can do that. It's a long run, but it's not a super long run. Mm. But then you're out there and you're thinking, oh, this is kind of hard work, but I'm going to do this. And that's where you kind of push through some kind of overall tiredness to accomplish something and you're not doing yourself any harm and this but as long as you recover from it and I know I'm not going to run tomorrow so I know I'm going to I'm going to work hard today it's going to be hard for me to do this but then I'm going to be rewarded with a day off tomorrow and I'm thinking and I've got to organize some kind of a sports massage just to get myself checked out and see you know if I can be you know I suppose get some lightness and some bounce back in my legs again well it's a uh... I don't want to cut off cut you cut in there because I I also don't want you to let the cat out of the bag because this is essentially what we were talking about at the top of the show where we can use accumulated fatigue to run faster or use it to our benefit. I sent you a little clipping earlier in the day, Sonia, about a piece that I read on this and it is quite fascinating and Sonia's hinted at uh, how this works and how it can really work for you if you do it just right. That is going to be part of the extended cut of this interview over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. We'll also have a bit of chat because Rob Carney was, of course, a Leinster, uh, an Irish rugby legend. Rob Carney was on the main show on Sunday and he talked about post-retirement fatigue. We're going to get into a little bit of that. And uh, much, much more, as always, a further 30 minutes of the Irishman Running Abroad available to our members. This is how we support the show. This is how I run the show. The show wouldn't be here without the members of the podcast. I'm massively grateful to them. But I'm also grateful to all of you for tuning in here on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you're listening to it. Sonia is also going to go through my running plan for this week. And maybe you can adapt that to accommodate yours. But for now, we'll say goodbye to our iTunes and SoundCloud listeners and say, come on over to patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad to hear the rest. 
one of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise. Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress.